We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Matinee edition of Knicks Post Game Live presented by Prize Picks. Knicks going for three in a row after a monumental win down in South Beach. The Knicks kids would take their act to the Motor City to take on, uh, you know, a rising Detroit Pistons team. You know, not not your, your typical doormat. They have been playing well, led by Kate Cunningham, led by Sadiq Bey and company. So, uh, wasn't going to be a cakewalk whatsoever. And you know what? This game certainly started off that way as the Knicks had it clicking on all cylinders, uh, offensively, defensively. They brought the effort and intensity, uh, the return of Julius Randle. We will talk about that. But in the second half, Pistons came back. They charged back a 32-point third quarter, had the Knicks on their heels, and we would have a dogfight in the fourth quarter. Well, once again, solid play by Emmanuel Quickly. Some timely buckets by R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and a clutch offense and defensive play by Mr. Fourth Quarter, Alec Burks, to seal this thing. 104-102. You know I had to get that in. I knew it. I knew it. Burks. <laughs> I knew that Burks was coming. High is a lot. As soon as I as soon as I saw that steal, he yeah. had a major three at the end. I was like, ah, I know CP is going to be hyped to talk about this. <laughs> Would not go quietly into the night. 104-102. Uh, Knicks escape out of the Motor City. CP the franchise here. Alex Ritaro's on the ones and twos. Knicks now 33-42 and 42 on the campaign. And, uh, you know, let, let's let's start it off with the return of Julius Randle, whose return drew a lot of angst amongst the fan base. 
We were going at it. The Hatfields and the McCoys after an outstanding win over the Miami Heat. Uh, Julius came back in and look, I, I thought it, it, we got back to a much slower pace, more iso ball, uh, lackluster offense, very little flow in the, in, in the game, especially started off. Uh, Julius finished with 20.7 boards, five dimes, two steals on seven, seven of 18 shooting. And I thought it, it got us in trouble, especially in the second half, because you know, when we came out gangbusters in the first half, we've seen this story before. You know, Knicks come out with energy. They come out with more chemistry, especially in the first half. You had Obi and quickly running and gunning in the, in the second quarter, really uh, pushing the pace for us and, and playing well on both ends. So you, you wanted to see what was going to happen in the second half and how the Knicks would respond to the Pistons coming with more energy, more pride, and playing harder on the defensive end. And the third quarter, we wilted. I thought part of the problem was, once again, the offense stifling, you know, stymied down to boil down to ISO, ISO, ISO. Pass it off, your turn, pass it off, your turn, ISO, ISO. I don't even think RJ barely even touched the ball in that third quarter. But again, luckily enough, uh, quickly, who's continuing his hot streak, as I said, there is no confident more confident player right now than Emmanuel quickly who finished with 18.6 boards, three dimes uh, was big in terms of holding off the Pistons in the, uh, in the fourth quarter. I thought RJ, despite not having a good shooting night, I thought his drives were very effective, very effective on his drives. Uh, He was finishing both hands, showing that ambidexterity, using his body very well. Now, he didn't have it going in, in, in the three-pointers and, and the mid-range. You know, 7 and 18 wasn't the most efficient night, but I thought RJ was, uh, was still effective. And again, the, the, the last play uh, or the last key offensive play for the Knicks, they're up 101-100. Give credit to Tibbs and the players for executing an, an out-of-timeout play mm-hmm. where RJ had it. He, he, he drove around the baseline. He got stuck. Got it too quickly, quickly fed it to Julius. Julius made a quick decision, drove, found it to Burks, who relocated to the corner, executed with a clutch three. And uh, and that was the, the key play of the game there. And then Burks gets the, the steal on Cade to seal it for the Knicks. So that was all she wrote, man. What, what were some of your key takeaways from this game? Uh, going to this game, I knew it was going to be a little tough for this team. Uh, first thing I noticed... I noted to myself is that once Julius Randle came back, I was going to, I was looking to see how the first unit would be playing because, you know, the offense has been moving at a faster pace. The ball has been moving a lot more freely. There hasn't been a lot of isolation plays when he's been out of the lineup. And when he came, when he came back, you started to see that he was making, there was an, there was a point to make sure he was getting his touches and it was going back to ISO Randall, trying to get that uh, two play between him and Evan Fournier, you know, the two man game. And it's not crisp. It's not smooth. We've seen that all season, but, these guys battled Julius for, even though he didn't have a good shooting night, he did play with intensity for most of the game. You know, he there were times he was getting caught uh, sleeping on defense, as you saw with the Marvin Bagley. Oh, oh, just ba- Bagley, was, Bagley was going through Bagley was that, in man, all night. <laughs> Bagley was destroying Julius all night, man, all night. Yeah. Let, let's keep that buck. Absolutely. No, he was. And uh, just shout out to Bagley, too. He's been playing a lot better since he's been, been in Detroit, too. Yeah. You know? Change of season so, is certainly helping him. For sure. But outside of that, you know, like I said, this team, this game was going to be easy. The Pistons have only lost by six points 
at max in the last nine games. All right. And they've beaten the Hawks by 21 points. They beat the Magic by 14. And within that time of stretch where they lost by no more than six points to the Miami Heat, the LA Clippers, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So this team has a lot of pride, as you pointed out earlier. This team is tough and gritty. We saw that today. It was not going to be an easy matchup for anyone. These guys have a lot of length. They're big. Uh, when you have Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Stewart in the paint, you see it wasn't really a good day for Mitch. Mitch was still active on the boards mm-hmm. as well as Jericho Sims, but you saw that there was, the centers really couldn't get involved to the standpoint where anyone can get a lot of points between him and Jericho. But you saw RJ Randall starting continuing getting downhill, trying to draw the fouls. Both of them were getting to the line a good amount, uh, which helps kept this team in this game. You had RJ going six to seven from, from the free throw line. You wish Randall could have gotten more than just 50% went four of eight, but that's the way that this team kept it in. But Emmanuel quickly, once again. Quick, put some respect on Quick's name. I see a big-time quickly Ooh. hater in the chat, man. He goes by the name of Sherwin M. Oh, man, that guy <laughs> was hating on quickly since last year. Sherwin, show yourself in the chat oh because quickly is playing ball. I don't want to hear he's not a point guard. He's not this. I don't care what position you want to put him in. He is a lightning rod for this team. And he's continuing to get better. And as I said, there's no more confident player right now on this team than Emmanuel Quickly right now. Absolutely. 18 points, six rebounds, three assists. And you saw today, what I like from Emmanuel Quickly is that with the second unit, you know, I think he had 12 points in the second quarter when he came in with the second unit and just helped get that 20 plus point lead on the Detroit Pistons, right? Yep. But the thing that I noticed most is that he was directing traffic and getting everyone into their spots That's much right. better than we saw him from the beginning of the season. That is a big development in Quickly's game. I really like seeing that. And I think he could have had a lot more assists if his teammates outside of Obi Toppin were actually finishing some of their shots. You know, Deuce McBride went 0 for 6 today, 0 for 5 from 3, but was still playing intense defense. But you need guys like him to hit their shots. Uh, RJ wasn't really hitting his shots when he was getting the ball to RJ Barrett, even Julius Randle, Julius Randle was hitting hitting his shots. So quick, I felt I could have had more assists today, but it wasn't a great shooting night for the entire team as a whole. They only shot 40% together, uh, 34 for 85, 31.7% from three. But I thought Emmanuel quickly, as well as Obi Toppin, because Obi Toppin got 17 minutes today, two more minutes. Then his, uh, two, his, two his season more average. Than average. Two okay, more minutes. Okay, so Tibbs gave you two more minutes. Okay, <laughs> all right. But he went four for six. Went four for six today. Oh for two for three. But you saw, you see the energy that Obi brings when he gets on the court. You know, like I said earlier, Randall when he gets in the game, it's a lot of ISO, slow, slow ball, uh, a lot of half court sets. Obi's were going to get out in transition, and that especially when they Every gra- have that twenty point lead, it was because of Obi Toppin's ability to push the push the pace and Emmanuel quickly improved playmaking to find Obi Toppin as well. And, and shout out to Ariel Pacheco for this. Cause he tweeted out, you know, he said, you know, Obi was struggling when we lost D Rose and he pointed out to the saying because of Emmanuel quickly now getting into a good rhythm and becoming a better playmaker, Obi's gotten activated yet again. No so shout out to Emmanuel quickly shout out to Obi Toppin. Wait. Those two guys, especially today deserve their kudos for, uh, for how they played. Which is which is why Quickly's role right now, you know, I, I said it on, on Twitter yesterday. I said, look, I, I'd always been advocating for Quick to start, especially over Burks. I just felt like it made the most sense. And when we're talking about evaluating our players and seeing what they have long term, I'd like to see him with RJ and Julius. But I kind of understand, you know, with no rows off the bench, again, you, you need that lightning rod. And it seems like Quickly's now kind of 
taken over for Rose in that regard where he's running that second unit and running it very well, and then he's closing. You know, close the game out again tonight. Close it out against Miami. You know, quick, he's, he's, he's being utilized in a multitude of ways, and, and he's, he's just absolutely terrific. Once again, 18 points for quick, six boards, three dimes for him, and you even saw uh, there was a sequence there in the second quarter where you saw quickly with the, with the, with the tablet you know, going mm-hmm. through some plays yep, yep. with with Sims, McBride, Obi. You know, going going over some plays with them. No Grimes today. Out with knee soreness on the right knee. Uh, we've been saying he, you know, he hasn't really looked great moving with with the leg. Obviously, not a specialist myself, but just didn't seem like he's been moving too well on it. They rested him today with with a sore right knee. So, um, you know, McBride, Obi, Sims, quickly had to account for a lot of the bench production. And even though, uh, you know, he got his 17 minutes, I thought Obi was very efficient in those minutes and very effective. I thought he was solid on both ends of the floor today, uh, giving the bench unit a much-needed spark, giving him that energy, in, especially in the second quarter, getting out like a like a speed demon in, in transition, man. And good job by the Knicks finding him. They also would, you know, he would get down there and find himself matched up with a guard, exploit the mismatch, Go to work, mm-hmm. get some easy buckets. Then he had a filthy, filthy uh, drive in the lane where he got the reverse oh, yeah. dunk, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, again, it, it's going to be disappointing not seeing him get above the twenty-minute mark. As long as Julius is here, this is just how it's going to go down. Decisions have to be made. We know this. We've been saying this every show. But in his short minutes, I thought he was effective. For sure. Uh, I think the one thing I want to point out is that we, I know Randall came back from uh, injury today, but you had R.J. Barrett leading the team with most minutes being out there. Uh, Tibbs made it a priority to make sure that he was out there. I think Tibbs is recognizing how important R.J. is. And I like, once again, it, go, it goes back to seeing how he's staggering Randall and R.J. I really just enjoy seeing R.J. out there with the young guys. Having man quickly, R.J. top in. Jericho McBride out there today when they get that 20-point lead, you just see a lot of energy. You just yeah. see everyone's ready to run out there, and, and it helps when RJ is able to be that guy just attacking the lane and opening it up for everybody else. So it, it, I think you just got to point out seeing that RJ, it's looking that RJ is becoming a focal point of this team, even though I don't like that these – and you talked about it earlier. I don't like these stretches where we just don't get him the ball and like we purposely yeah. focus on Third somebody – especially Randall getting his touches. It shouldn't be focusing on anybody. It's because that's where you start to see these, the lack of rhythm for the entire team. We saw today how the 20 point uh, lead just dwindled down to what was it, like two, four points. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're trying to look for somebody to get into rhythm. And they were just trying to force Randall to get into rhythm. He wasn't feeling it today. First day back off of injury, just let the ball naturally flow. You don't need to get no anyone question. all their touches. So I wish they would just. I wish Tibbs would just move away from that because I think then you could start seeing a more organic, natural ball movement, and, and that would just help this team a lot better. And it would it would eliminate a lot of these just third quarter woes where teams are able to get back into it because they just know how to game plan. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, you're just gonna keep giving it to Randall. Then we just know that every single position is gonna be Randall. We'll be ready to you know stop him, double team him, fluster him, do whatever we can. So. Just got to make those type of changes uh, moving forward. Too, way too predictable, man. Shout out Joe Dino. Fight out Super Chat says Bagley better chill with that poster on Julius. He's about to get a tweet. <laughs> Shout out Joe Dino. Shout out to um, Iris Cox. 
$5 super chat as well. Definitely appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen in the chat, we are less than 100 subscribers away from the magical 50K. We can do that right now. The power is in your hands. There's over 1,000 people in here watching us live. Number one show for the fans by the fans. No surprise there. But the power is in your hands, people. Hit that subscribe button right now. Hit the notification bell. Let's get Knicks Fan TV to 50 thousand subscribers today do not delay i said we were going to get it before the end of the month out we coming up on it we right here Getting close we're right here hit that subscribe button and hit the notification bell let's go we're still working on the uh on the ultimate giveaway for 50k we got a big big one planned uh shout out olivia my marketing manager on the team we we, we me and olivia are in the lab working on the 50k giveaway because it's going to be a blockbuster so definitely stay tuned for that um other game notes uh you know i I thought sims man sims continues to to be impressive to me uh i just like his his defense again eight boards in 19 minutes is becoming a very very efficient rebounder to help mitch who, who chipped in with his nine Knicks uh, beat the Pistons on the boards 50 to 37. But with Sims, man, just his activity on the defensive end, he's really starting to show um, his range in terms of his coverage on the court. Uh, you know, his his recovery when he's trapping on the pitch, pick and rolls or, or, or he's doubling the perimeter plays to get back and help on rim protection, snatch a rebound. You know, Sims has is, is really been impressing me, man. And, and he's really... Uh, Benefited from the, from the, we haven't even heard any injury updates of Ner, Nerlens Noel, man. Since he, <laughs> where is Nerlens, man? Nerlens, he's chilling, bro. What's Nerlens doing, man? He's <laughs> chilling. Hopefully, he's getting. Don't matter. Hand, Don't want. Take all the time. Take you your need time. To rest Take that. your time. Get a hand transplant. You know, get rest up for <laughs> next year. You know what I mean? Just slip it, slip into a body cast, and just put yourself on ice until next year. Because, but Sims has been. Playing, bro. Sims isn't playing, man. Give him credit. Kid looks great. Yeah, absolutely. And in the last, let's see, trying to get this right here. In the last, that ain't right. I'm trying to look for the right stats for the in the last couple mm-hmm. of games, mm-hmm. but I don't know why it's. I don't know why my computer is messing with me right now. But anyway, no. The one thing I do like about Jericho, it's actually a blessing to have two centers right now uh, that are so mobile that can guard the pick and roll and that yeah. pr- provide that rim protection like Jericho and Mitchell Robinson, you know, you don't really miss a beat when either one is on or off the court. They're very interchangeable at this point. I know mm-hmm. there's been conversations uh, in the Twitter streets amongst Nick's Twitter on whether or not Mitchell Robinson is, is expendable because of Jericho Sims rise. Uh, I'd like to get your takes on that. I don't know if you want to do it today, but we should <sighs> definitely hear uh, what thought process is. I would like to keep both of them, but yeah. honestly, if you're thinking about a sign and trade, to get a point guard like Jalen Brunson, it's going to involve Mitchell Robinson. It doesn't hurt as much knowing that you have this type of potential in Jericho Sims. Yeah. Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah. I mean, my, my take is, um, and St. St. Peter's St. Peter's getting that work right now. What you yeah, expected, you know, they, so they did their thing. Um, my perspective is I, I would love to keep them. I think they can afford to keep them. And, Again, if they need to trade him down the road, I think they can do that in, a, in some sort of sign and trade. Uh, at the same time, I think they should be active in terms of looking for sign and trade now. 
to see how they can use that asset to upgrade this team, whether it's at the point, whether it's additional wing depth, what have you. I think they should because, again, where the Knicks are cap-wise, it's these type of maneuvers that's going to get them the upgrades on the team outside of the draft, right? So, you know, forget free agency. Uh, you, you're, not, you're not getting Noel and, and Burks off on a salary dump. You're going to have to take back equal salary. You may have to take back longer-term contracts. So uh, Mitch is your most valuable piece right now that you can use to kind of, you know, get you some upgrades here. So I'd love to keep him, but, you know, certainly explore all avenues because I, I still think he's going to go to the highest bidder. I, I don't think he'll be loyal to the Knicks one way or the next. I think he'll go to the highest bidder, as he should. You know, as he should, a big man like that, you just don't know how long they'll last in the league. You know, go get your money and, and take care of yourself and your family for sure. Yeah, that's a fact. And I mean, he's been, you know, Knicks have had him on a discount for so long that it's his time to to get paid. So totally understandable in that regards. But the last two games is what I want to get to. Last two games, uh, Jericho Sims has been averaging, this is before today's, seven and a half rebounds, five defensive rebounds, two and a half offensive boards. Mm. You just... Just dominant, man. Just dominant for a guy who's been playing, going back and forth between uh, the G League, sticking his time on the bench. You see that he's getting better. We saw this type of production from him in Summer League, even though he would miss some box outs, he would miss some uh, rotations. But it seems like he is getting, you know, it's, you know, the Tibbs always pra- uh, preaches the magic is in the work. So whatever he's doing, you see that he's getting better over the course of time, especially with the more game repetitions that he gets, especially against good competition too like we saw him against Bam Adebayo working against Isaiah Stewart Marvin Bagley it was no yeah. easy guys yeah. to to just go up against especially and, when you got Marvin Bagley on his on his, in his bag today yeah yeah and you know he's strong you, you're not gonna muscle you're not gonna out muscle him you're not gonna move him and also I just think growth and development from a standpoint of you know earlier when he was getting minutes you would see him uh, at times be out of position you know, when 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 the defense breaks down, sometimes he would find himself out of position and, you know, you blow a play here or there. But he's been pretty solid, man. He's been very disciplined as the season has progressed. Again, I don't know if that's a Kenny Payne thing, Tibbs, watching film or just, you know, overall just working hard on his weaknesses. But shout out to Sims, man. He's been very, uh, very impressive over um, since, since he's, you know, gotten, you know, consistent minutes. Very impressive since he's gotten those consistent minutes for sure. Uh, he's so got Derek, the highest, uh, he's got the highest bo- uh, box plus minus in the last two games with twelve mm. and a half. No one's even close to that. There Next highest go. person would be Emmanuel quickly with eight, uh, eight and a half. There you go. There you go. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP and Alex here on the ones and twos. Knicks get a 104-102 win over the Detroit Pistons. Call us up, man. Hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord, or you can call the number six five seven. 383-1509 is the number to call. Give us your thoughts on tonight's win. If you want to talk Mitch Sims, you want to talk, uh, you know, what you're mad at about with Tom Thibodeau today, this is the place to do it. Air out your grievances, you know? Tibbs, Tibbs took a shot at the fans, Al. Said the naysayers. Uh, I, I think he was talking to us, man. I think I think he I, definitely I, was talking to us. Yeah, I think and he, I, think I, he, I could say that we also watched the game multiple times, yeah. not just once. <laughs> he, he said we were not studying, you know, we're, we're not studying the games. So, mm. and then Ber- Berman, Berman, you know, threw more gasoline on the fire by mentioning Nick's Nick's Twitter in his post comment. 
Oh yeah, Burmese got the the long wooden spoon ready to stir that pot wherever he's from. Don't worry. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic, classic bourbon, man. Classic bourbon. So, uh, you know that that that's just what it's gonna be, man. In a season like this, when not so much winning, a lot, a lot of issues going on, and a lot of work to do in the off season. We'll we'll just see where where it all goes and how it all pans out. Uh, we got North Carolina up forty four to twenty. It looks like Carolina and Duke on a collision course in the final four, which would be very, very interesting. Uh, this show is also presented by Prize Picks, ladies and gentlemen. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And Al, one thing I was disappointed in is I did not get home in time to do my prize picks for the Knicks game. Oh, man. And there were two picks that I liked. My stone cold lock for this game. There was prize picks had, and I literally just, I was just a second too late. Um, quickly over 12 and a half points. They had quickly number at 12 and a half. Oh, man. Now, That's a <laughs> that lock. would have been a lock. That was a lock. Yeah, 12 at the half. That was a lock. And then I went with, uh, well, I liked RJ's free throw number again over five. They set it at five, which was high, but I just felt like he, he was just continuing to be aggressive, even with Julius coming back. Finished with six, going six to seven from the stripe. So, those are the two picks I liked. I just didn't get it in time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, the RJ one at five. That's, I mean, he's been getting to the line. Don't get me wrong, but, and he's been shooting well, but I don't, that's a little too high to, yeah. especially in a game like today where the rest were kind of inconsistent. Like they were waiting to play for most of it, but there was some inconsistent whistles. I would, I would not have necessarily gone with that one, even though. Uh, you have RJ right now in the last eight games making six and a half of his free throws. That was that still would have been on the brink. Uh, I've been sweating if I took that one. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, man. Tibbs was going at us crazy. Silver Surface said he said yeah, 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 because yeah, I want to nitpick Trayvon, Trey, Travron in the chat. Travron Johnson said he took it personal. He said he's definitely talking to us in the chat. I took it personal. So, uh, yeah, man, Tibbs, Tibbs uh, snapping back at us here in the chat. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. We'll shout you guys out. Definitely want to shout out our regulars in the chat. I see Blue Cheer in here, Troy Flett, Junior Caroma, Anthony Parasol, Corey, what's going on? See a lot of the regulars, man. Michael Maldonado, JJ, how you feeling? KG7 full, oh, always in here. Russell Reed, the chat regulars, man. East Blue Drew, Roman here, Jay Boogie, what's good? TM, what's good? Cynthia in here. We got Hot Dorito, Shahid. All the regulars in here, man. Gatsby, how you feeling? 
JT Riddick. Appreciate everybody for coming through. Hit that subscribe button and the notification bell as we continue on. Uh, but again, back to the prize picks, man. If you guys want to try at home, go to prizepicks.com, enter promo code KFTV. They will match your deposit of up to $100. Even though I did not get my Knicks pick in, all of my plays don't start until now actually. So I have uh, Joel Embiid under 46 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Sixers visiting the Phoenix Suns. I have Carl uh, Anthony Towns under 35 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Uh, Timberwolves taking on the Celtics. I just feel like the Time Lord is, is going to get the best of them there. Uh, I got Tobias Harris under 22 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Uh, again, Sixers versus um, the Suns. And then I took uh, the Spider Mitchell uh, over 26 and a half points. And Dallas, the Jazz playing Dallas. And then I took Spencer Dinwiddie over 13 and a half. So let's see how that all plays out. Okay. I see a call in here in the queue. I'll wait for Edgar to uh, go ahead and finish screening that. Oh, let's get to our guy, man. We haven't heard from our guy in a minute. Let's get to him right now. Mo Ball and Mo from Australia. Mo, how you feeling, man? Good, good. I missed you guys. Sorry, it's been warped. You guys always do a great show, so I always catch up after work and, and look at the replay. So a lot of thumbs up to you guys. And, and, and you know, there's always some times that I go, oh, I don't agree, but you know what? You guys are one of the most respected media outlets that I listen to when it comes to basketball. So, yeah, man. Uh, Appreciate I, I really it, love the company you guys have. Um, look, um, all I was going to say out there is I know there's all been a lot of criticism about fibs and, and there's duly so and, and nothing to add because you guys have covered a lot of that topic. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I'd like you guys to sort of maybe bring to the fore is roster construction and how it has really played into this season and how it will look like in the next season. Um, because I don't think I don't think the front office takes enough responsibility. Leon Rose has been very, very quiet. If not, I don't know. I'm in Australia. So I mean, if you guys are hearing things, well, I don't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be the key to the success of the team. I think firing things next season, I think it's a, I don't think it's a low, it's a low probability. I think it'll be the season afterwards if he doesn't sort of get a team that is built. I mean, that, that's been sort of like, I think one of his press conferences, he did say that. He was like, you know, I don't have a point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he gets all the tools and all the pieces, if there is no success and it continues, I can definitely see him out. Yes. But what is the roster? composition would look like next year would love to hear your thoughts yep appreciate the call man good good to hear from you uh mo from australia hit that thumbs up button for your boys um yeah look i think again the front office has a job to do this off season when you look at the fact of you know the guys who they brought in didn't work so first order business is evaluating those guys who do we bring back who do we look to trade if I'm Leon, I look to trade Noel. I look to trade Burks. I'm keeping Fournier. Rose, I'm open to trading. I'm open to trading Rose. So those three right there, I'm open. Kemba, gone. Right? So off the rip, I'm open to trading three out of those four guys. And even Rose, I'll, I'll, I, you know, I don't mind if they trade him and they can get something in return. Got to address the point guard situation. Do you, are, do you, is quickly a candidate to move into that slot? Do they go through the draft? Doubt it. Do they go through 
sign and trade. That's the only option. It's quickly sign and trade. Is it Brunson? Is it Brogdon? Is it Sexton? Is it a name out there that we're not clear on? But I think one thing is for sure is that person. I don't know. See, the thing, the tricky thing is about the point guard out is that I think you can make a case for someone who is a bit more ball dominant, someone who you can put the ball in their hands and they can make a, a play for you when things break down, or the shot clock is breaking down or the defense is boring down on you. But you could also make a case for because of, you know, RJ and yes, Julius showing an ability to create for others while they have that ball. You could also make a case for a guy who is a better off ball target. You know, that's going to help spread the floor for you, defend on the other end. Yes, still make plays when he needs to, but not as the traditional point per se. I think you can make a case for both. But nevertheless, um, that has to be addressed. And then I think the wing position has to be addressed. Um, Mm -hmm. I like Fortier. I'd rather him off the bench. You got to figure out what you're going to do with Cam. Are you going to trade him? Are you going to keep him? But I think in his evaluation, that length and that size at the wing can help us not just create on the offensive side, but defensively. I think that's important, man. Because as much as Fournier is given with the threes and the shooting, he's taken away a great deal defensively. We don't, we're not versatile in the starting unit defensively as we were in previous years. I think that's important. So if it's, if it's going to be Cam, I'd rather see him start. If it's not going to be Cam, you got to address it. Free agency, draft, sign and trade, whatever the case may be. But we need versatility at that wing spot, especially on the defensive end. So those are my my top three orders of business. Yeah, I agree with you. That would probably be the – I'd go in that same direction. Although things that would change, like I think Burks needs to go because I think he's probably the most valuable player that you have because if you use him as his traditional role as a seventh, eighth man off the bench, with the contract that he's getting and you see his production when he goes back into that off ball isolation creator off your bench, he works. He's a good player. So I think you can get some sort of value Mm -hmm. for him. Noel, this is actually where I'm confused on Noel, because if we have Mitchell Robinson, who is going to be a free agent this off season, you're potentially going to trade him in a sign and trade. If, if you, if the Knicks are, as we've seen indicated intrigued by Brunson, they want him Mm -hmm. as a point guard then if you're going to move Mitch for him, I don't think they're going to be so quick to get off Nerlens Noel then just because they have him on the books. That's right. And they're probably going to keep him here and pair him with Jericho Sims because Tom Thibodeau, as we see, he doesn't really go to the center that much to have them use their back to the basket. They're not really involved in the play. They're just really a defensive presence, being a rim protector and cleanup. So you Noel did a good job of that last season when healthy. He hasn't been healthy this season. If he's healthy next season... I could see the case for his, keeping him around if you get rid of, rid of Mitchell Robinson because we've also seen him in that starter's role. So it wouldn't be too unfamiliar for him. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jericho Sims. You'd have to sign to a contract because he's con- currently on a two-way. And that's how you solidify your uh, your center position. I am in the same boat as you as keeping Rose. But the more and more I see how I, I'm leaning more towards let's see what we have on our roster with this use. So getting Deuce McBride minutes, getting him some more consistent minutes see how he comes into next season. And if that's the case, then you have a crossroads with 
him and Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose, if Tom Thibodeau is here, then he's going to play him. He's going to lean on him too minutes. much, man. That, yeah, that's why so, I'm leaning towards just letting him go, man. So trade yeah, him in so, Chicago some. Yeah, so that's the thing is that if you want to see McBride get more minutes and you want to make the evaluation of him while because he, he has a contract, I think it's a three-year contract starting this season that he signed, then you have to move on from Rose, even though I'm, even though I'm as much as ingrained in the Rose Hive as all the other Rose fans who are watching this channel right now. I think you have to move on from him and put him into a competitor like the Clippers or someone like that and just see and just continue with the evaluation. Fournier, probably not going anywhere, and that's fine. I'm growing to, like, actually – be yeah, fine with having Fournier on this team, yeah, you know, yeah. Especially when you ha- if you're moving Burks, then you can you, if you can bring Fournier off the bench, that's fine. I think, and we know Kemba's out of here. That's that's no question. Yeah, I think yeah. another thing that's that needs to be discussed is Julius Randle because you have to think: Do you want to bring this guy after this type of season with all the theatrics, everything that's gone haywire for him this season in New York? Do you want to bring him back and take that risk of seeing if he can re- not necessarily completely repeat the season that he had prior, but if he can still be a productive player, play off ball, contribute to winning basketball, and be fine, right? Like be yeah. fine in the locker room and stuff like that. Not saying that he's, a, he's causing trouble in the locker room. That's not what I'm saying. But is he going to be a good presence? Because as I, as I discussed earlier last week, you don't want someone who's going to consistently argue with the refs, who's not going to show for press conferences, all the other little things that indicate that you're a true leader for this team. So that's another evaluation you have to go with Julius Randle and seeing if he actually wants to be here. Is he going to be in the uh-huh. right mental space to compete? Is he okay putting what, you know, what's happened between him and the fans behind him and just going back into a, a comfortable zone where he can feel like he's able to, to work, to play well in this city. Yeah. If he can't, then you got to figure out how to move. Then you got to move off of him. Uh, yeah. Go, Yo, go ahead, go ahead, finish, finish. No, no. And then, and then, uh-huh. Point guard position, absolutely. I'm uh-huh, a big uh-huh. guy, Jalen Brunson. You talk about having a traditional point guard. I think Jalen Brunson could do both. I think you play on and off ball, which is why he's been my favorite candidate uh-huh. out of all the other guards that are out there. I know you, you know, you you've been high on Brogdon in the past, and I'm not high on Brogdon because of an injury concern. I don't uh-huh. want to trade for a guy who then won't be playing, and yeah, then yeah. you're without a point guard. Yet again, as we see from Jalen Brunson, he's been an Iron Man this season. And I think for most of his time in the league, he's played most of his games. So I'd rather put my money towards that. And I don't think he's going to demand the hundred so million. I actually don't think the market's actually good for him to get that. I think mm-hmm. most NBA teams have their point guard solidified. And I think it's really between, I think if the top two candidates between New York, because he is a New Jersey native, if he wants to go back home or being with the Mavs, the team that drafted him, there may be a few other teams out there, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's that large where he's going to get a hundred million dollar contract. I actually think it's going to be closer to the 80, $85 million range just because of what I see, what I'm just looking at from other teams who have a point guard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think another team wants to just sign him, try to trade somebody and then cause more havoc, just trying to figure that whole situation out. Mm-hmm. And then Cam Reddish has got to play. Cam Reddish, you, you, you traded a first rounder. Yeah. You have to see what he is. Otherwise, unless you're getting something crazy in return for Cam Reddish, then Jewish you wasted not. trading a pick for, for nothing. So yeah. I want to see him out there with RJ in the starting rotation. I want to see that type of youth lineup where it's the point guard who answers the question. We need that athleticism. We need that athleticism, bro. Yep. Cam, whether it's Randall, if Randall decides to be here, him, Randall, whoever your center is at that point. Uh, And then your bench, man. The bench where I want to see IQ, McBride, uh, Grimes, Obi, Sims. That's that's what I want to see next season. Yeah. That's what I want to see. 
Look, man, again, yeah, you you hit it on the head. The Randall thing has to be evaluated. Um, Where is he at mentally? What's going on with him? What does he see as his role here? How does the organization view him? Will they try to sell low on him right now? Because I don't see his stock being anywhere, you know, but low. And again, you drafted a kid with the eighth pick. He's playing off the bench. You have a coach whose philosophy prioritizes the big man so he will not get on the court with your max player for meaningful minutes. What do you do as an organization? If they're okay with 17 minutes of Obi and, and okay, you be an energy guy, if that's what they want, okay. But it's not what they necessarily want to, right? It's what does he want as a player? Because next year is going to be his third year of the contract. Next year is going to be his third year. And then you're going to have a fourth year. And then you have to decide, okay, after that, do you want to resign him? Or does he want more? Does he believe that he's more? And right. does someone else believe that he's more than just a bench player? You this, know? This is, this, is my, we, this is my point, bro. What are you getting out of that asset? Is he helping you win games? Can he help you get better players? Can he help? You as a team move forward, moving forward. How does he get to do that with 17 minutes off the bench? That is a big decision they got to make, man. They've this, got to make that decision. And Tibbs is not the guy who's going to be playing him He's and Randall not together. not going to play them together. So, this is the second year in a row we're seeing this now. Yeah, and Obi's been better this season too when he's been. So, and especially you just saw it. These last couple of games, Obi's been good. And you tell me that in today, like, sure, you got, like I said, Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart. You don't necessarily want them out there against those two guys, but even for a short stint, yeah, you don't want to test it, see what you can do, maybe yeah. have more athleticism out there, try to run these guys off the court. Yeah. And, and that's right. And then finally, um, it's a star play. You know, is there mm. a star play to be made? In this offseason, I think Spiders is out of the question, but is it Zion? If they want to go that way, I don't. What? If they want to go that way, do they jump into those conversations? Is he truly available? And do they and do they try to get him? Because at the end of the day, that is what Leon is here for. <laughs> that is why Dolan is still here. They yeah. want. The stars. Man, that's tough because it was Zion too. You know, if you if in some crazy world the Knicks actually have RJ, Cam, Zion, that they're all on the same year to get another contract yeah. extension. Yeah. There you go. There you that go. is crazy. I don't know. Man. Max, max out the Duke, big three, two with injury issues, and then you got RJ. Let's go. Oh, man. Let's go. That's rough. Hey, I don't know if they wanted to put that on the books. <laughs> hey, hey that, that could be, you know, the hill that, that Leon is willing to die on, man. You know, that, that could be the hill. Uh, TJ147 says, please tell me why Spider is at the question, especially for your request to trade. Well, because we don't know anything about that. You know, yes, we've heard that there has been some dissension within the Jazz locker room. There's been rumors that they're, they're not connected. They're not united. 
There's there's Mitchell and Gobert beef. We don't know. We have no clue. And the idea that this young jazz owner, this brand new owner who just bought the team, is just gonna, you know, dump his prized player, <laughs> the best player he's had since Carl Malone. <laughs> you know, again, there's a there's there's people on the other side of the negotiating table, ladies and gentlemen. You know, they will do whatever they can to keep him first. So that, like I said, I don't think even if the spider thing had a little bit of legs, that's that's a tough trade. That's a tough trade right now to make. A very tough trade. Especially since he's in the this is his first year of no five year extension. Yeah. He has no leverage whatsoever. So he could say, I want to trade tomorrow. And then the Jazz can say, That's cool. You don't right. have to trade. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that, that's, that's no nice. leverage, bro. And then to say what? I want I want to go to New York, they'll say, We're gonna take the best offer available right. for you. And if it's not the Knicks, too bad. Yeah. So he has no leverage. No leverage. Uh, and I don't and think he they're at that point where, you know, they look at it like, okay, well, you know, he's done so much for us. He's put in so much work. We've had, you know, so many playoff losses. Let's let's do him a favor. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see, I, I don't see it. So um, if he was at the career, if he was at the career point of like Damian Lillard, right. Maybe I could see that. Right. Uh but he's not even there yet. He's he's not there yet. Legitimately man. just started his First year of his five <laughs> right, extension. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, don't 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 look for it, man. But we'll we'll leave the light on for him either way, man. We are less than 75 subscribers from Let's 50k, go. ladies and gentlemen. The hardest 50k ever, man. They're making us work for it now. They are making oh, yeah. us work for the 50k. Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. We got way more than enough people in here to make it happen. If you haven't subscribed, do it now. Uh, so to everybody in the chat, let's uh, we got some more phone calls in here. Let's see see what the people got to say, and then uh, I'll touch on that quickly. Article after that. Let me just pull up my chat here. I got a thousand windows open. Hang on, hang on. Uh, Darren from Georgia. Darren, what's going on, man? What are your off season priorities looking like? Hey, what's going on, CC? I love the channel, man. Thanks a lot. Man. Yep, loud and clear. Go ahead, bro. You're good. All right. Uh, first thing I want to say, diehard Nick fan, originally from Harlem. Okay, all the way stand Savannah, up. Living in Savannah, Georgia now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, originally from Harlem. Um, well, what I what I see going on with the Knicks is I see a lot of. Can you hear me? Yeah, wait, waiting on you, fan. <laughs> okay. All right. My bad. My bad. My bad. All right, all right, man. Uh, yo, I don't, know, I don't know what's going on with Vanway. <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm over here watching the North Carolina game. He went from the first half to halftime to the second half. My man still didn't get his point out. <laughs> I mean, fam, it's your show, fam. We waiting on you, man. Darryl, you got to work with me here, man. You fan of the show, fan of the Knicks. <laughs> Rapid fire, sir. You're a fan of the show. You should know. All right, that was that was rough. Shout out I nine five bully man twenty dollars super chat says uh, post all star break RJ went from twenty three usage rate to thirty. Not too many players can defend at a high level with a thirty usage rate. Whatever RJ ceiling is, he will work to reach that ceiling. That's why you give him the max. Oh yeah, I'm taking care of RJ man. I'm taking care of RJ. I'm giving him the money. 
Uh, I have no problem with that. You know, uh, I'm giving him the money. You got you got to invest. You got to invest it somewhere. You can't keep waiting and waiting. Nobody's coming here. Give it to RJ. Let him continue to grow. He wants to be the man. He wants to be the captain of this team. Give it to RJ, man. He's 21 years old, putting in work. Let's go. That's a fact. Now, you pay RJ, yeah. especially, it's not just, you could argue about all the, the, the analytics, the advanced numbers, this, that, and the third about him, but there's intangibles that can't be measured, which is his leadership, his continuous work ethic, something like that that sets the tone for a locker room. And because of that, that's why you give someone that type of money. I also don't, you know, there's always a conversation of like, how do you compensate somebody and keep them enticed to continue working? I don't think RJ's that guy. I think he just wants greatness uh-huh. just to be a great basketball player. So I don't think, you know, obviously the money's nice, but I think for him, it's his legacy in the NBA. And I think he's going to continue to work for that. And he wants to be a Nick. So, yeah. you know, he's been excited to be a Nick. He wants to be a Nick. So why not pay him? Yeah, give him the bag. I'm giving him the bag. I don't, I don't have any issues with it. None, none whatsoever. So, uh, salute to him. Again, not, not a great shooting night, but I, I still thought he was impactful in this game. And did what he had to do to get us the dub. So, shout out to RJ. Uh, let's talk about quick. I was talking about the this um, this basketballnews.com article that they wrote on quick. Very nice hmm. job by uh, Ethan Fuller. And... It was kind of on point because, you know, this season, Quickly's development was, uh, was in our crosshairs. You know, we talked about it a lot on our season preview shows, how we wanted to see Quick potentially, mm-hmm. you know, evolve, his game evolve and, and get better as a second-year pro. And a lot of uh, the responses from the panels and the guests, the, the most common one was developing in the mid-range, right? Because last year... His mid-range numbers um, were quite awful. You know, last year he shot 40% uh, from two last year, despite shooting 40% from three, he shot 40% from two, and effective mm-hmm. field goal percentage of, of 50%, uh, which was uh, below average in the league for players at his position. So uh, we were looking for that, but, you know, quickly has continued to impress with his scoring even though yes he's he's added a, a little bit of a mid-range there but it's still a lot of floater and and uh and threes and post all-star break as ethan says here quickly he's been shooting 40 percent from three 64 percent true shooting percentage with still not a lot at the rim mm-hmm. still not a lot at the rim you know we talk about rim pressure and and the fact that uh you know, Tibbs likes that. You know, a guy like Quick, still not shooting it there, but he's still very effective within this Knicks offense. Quickly, one of eight players with a minimum of 800 minutes to attempt less than 15% of the shots at the rim, but more than 20 in the short mid-range. Chris Paul, Marcus Morris, Conley, Katie, Tyus Jones, Chris Middleton, and Devin Booker. So... Uh, quick in, in some interesting company, man. Certainly in, in some interesting company. Um, but I think he's been using the floater very effectively this year. It's been going in for sure. And I think his his ability to draw contact, again, given the new rules, has bode well for him and the team. You know, so he, he's starting to get that that back. And I think that's part of the reason why he's been so successful with the team this year. 
For sure. And I think the other thing with IQ as well as uh, as pointed out in this article is if you scroll further down, you see his uh, pull up three point percent, three point shot uh, frequency and the field goal percentages. And if you look at them, they're all the frequency has dropped, but the percentages have increased. So he's being more efficient, more efficient and decisive and selective in his shots that he wants to take. So I think that's the maturity that comes with getting a lot of repetitions in. Uh, just continuously working at it and practicing at it. So you're starting to see that's why quickly has been able to be effective for that second unit. But getting back to that uh, mid-range, I mean, we discussed it this past offseason. He only took a total of 15 last season, 72 games of mid-range jump shooters. So you need to add more than that. If you want to be an effective guard, you need more in your bag. And the mid-range, like we've seen him utilize it this season, not enough. And... I think that's just one game comfortable where you want to take your, your, your mid range shots uh-huh. and being comfortable and confident in your shot. And it doesn't seem like he's always confident. Even there's games that we've seen this season where Emmanuel quickly will have the open mid range, but he's hesitant to take it because he's not comfortable doing it. And that's not something that he's been doing throughout most of his, his young career. Right. Yeah. You know, at Kentucky, it was known for his three point shooting and it was known for his floater, the two top, ways that he gets to the two top ways that he scores. Uh So until he can actually effectively get a mid range jumper, do I see him taking not only another leap, but really being an offensive threat in the NBA? Because once you have that three level game and you have people guessing, you can just, well, and not saying get to this level, but you talk about Kyrie Irving, you talk about Jamal Crawford, you talk about Lou Williams, Uh you, you talk about even Dame Willard, those guys, it's not just three and driving in with a floater. It's, we can do it all, and we choose, pick and choose when based on what the defense gives us. Mm-hmm. So for quickly, he's just limited in what the defense gives him. I will say, though, he's been better at finishing with layups and yeah. being selective when he's taking it. So he's done, a lot, he's done a lot better with that. But now it's just to add that mid-range game, and I, then he'll really be taking another leap uh, in the NBA. Yeah. And, and one thing, as the article points out, that, that makes the floater so dangerous is the ability to freeze defenders. You know, whether it's on the pick and roll coverage or or your help defense, um, it kind of has you kind of stuck in an in-between. And when that floater's going, it's going. Or he can throw it over the top, and he's been a lot better at uh, at throwing the lobs. You know, found, sure. found OB today with a, with a filthy one. Almost found Mitch. Mitch, you know, obviously has trouble finishing. But uh, has found Sibs in the past, and, and that's another area of his game that's continuing to go up. I said on the last show, you know, quickly his assist percentage. Uh, is at 21% this year, as opposed to uh, 16% last year on relatively similar usage. I mean, last year's usage rate was slightly uh, higher, um, but uh, this year he's in the 63rd percentile in assist percentage at 21.6. We mentioned his foul drawing. He's uh, shooting 91% from the stripe, 10% shooting foul draw rate, which puts him in the 85th percentile amongst uh, his peers last year, he's in the 62nd percentile. So quickly, uh, really at the top of the league in terms of uh, drawing that contact. And as he said, he's been studying up with uh, on, on Steph Curry, on Trey Young, Chris Paul, and seeing how some of those all-stars are doing it, man. So certainly a guy, a guy that's working on his game and it's paying dividends down this stretch for the Knicks as they win another one, man. 104 to 102. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button 
For your boys, CP the Franchise, Alex Rotaros here on the track, on the ones and twos. Knicks win 104-102 to 102 over the Pistons, surviving a late Pistons route. But as we said, quickly chipped in uh, with 18 points. RJ, some timely hoops. Julius as well. And then my guy Burks sealed it with a three. And a late steal over Cade Cunningham. So that's where we stand, ladies and gentlemen. That is where we stand. You have Charlotte and the Nets playing. I'm not sure what time that game kicks off. I think it might be after seven. But we'll see. You know, eight games left. 7.30. 7.30. So we're down to eight games or seven games after after this one. We are down to 75. Seven games left. Seven. Oh, okay. Seven games left, five games back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not looking so great. But, uh, yeah, like I said, at this point, you just you just want to see the young kids continuing to contribute. And, hey, if they win, they win. You know, I, I think the draft is is pretty much – odds are that the draft selection is pretty much going to be locked in around 11-12. So, yep. Uh, that, Checking t- take a thon right now. We're, yeah. we're locked in for – 12 we're at the 12th spot 12. so yeah all right all right this just means well parent and and uh we got some work to do you know we got some work to do shout out to cynthia cynthia everybody was loving the, the closing call uh on 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 friday's show cynthia closing the show on friday everybody was loving it i posted that one up on the instagram make sure you guys are following us on instagram at nicks fan tv at cp the franchise uh al what's your what's your ig same as my Twitter, man, at Tradicaster101. At Tradicaster101. So make sure you guys are following us there. Uh, Cynthia's Super Chat says, hit that subscribe button, fam, for the number one show for the fans by the fans. Let's hit 50K tonight. Shout out CP, Alex, Edgar, all the mods, and Knicks Nation. Yeah, let's get to it, people. Let's get to it. How many How many uh, subscribers we got right now? Tell you about, man. The people are really trying to make us work for this tonight, man. They really want us to, to work, man. I, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. What happened to being just polite, man? Yeah. What happened to just being polite? We are at <laughs> nine, 34. We are at 34. So we got 66 left. 66. If there are 66 people of the 1,200 people in this chat, <laughs> <laughs> if there are 66 of you who have not subscribed to this channel, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. As we speak, it is simple to do. It's right under this video. Whether you're watching on the phone, watching on a uh, tablet, it is right under this video. Hit that subscribe button. 66 people, go ahead and and hit it, and let's get it going, man. Number one show for the fans by the fans. And uh, we'll go to Hasib is King on the Discord. Hasib, what's going on? How you feeling? Knicks basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Knicks tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices on the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So go to TickPick.com slash NixTV today and use the promo code NixTV 
to save $10 off on your first order. CP, do you hear me? Yep, loud and clear. Let's go. Hey, CP. Hey, Alex. How are you guys doing? Good, um, anyway, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I want to see that 50K tonight, man. Yeah. We've been waiting all week for this, man. But um, real quickly, some thoughts on our off-season plans. I think you guys nailed it right down to the park. Mm-hmm. We, we got to offload on some of these veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely want Noel out. Burks, that has to go too. Mm-hmm. Uh, D-Rose, I think that has to go as well. I think a team desperate for any contribution point guard, like the Lakers, for example, would probably take them. Mm-hmm. And um, Randall absolutely has to go. After watching today's game, just seeing just how slow the offense is and how stagnant it becomes with Randall on the floor, I just, he has to go, man. It is obvious. And uh, I might get a lot of tomatoes for this, but I think Tibbs should come back next season because mm-hmm. if we have a fully young team with our uh, rookies and second-year players as well as, you know, Cam British. I think people wouldn't be that mad at Tibbs as they would have been this past season. I'm not going to defend Tibbs for some of the boneheaded plays that he's, like, you know, called out or coaching substitutions that he's done all season. But I think that if Tibbs was playing our young cats more, mm-hmm. people wouldn't be that mad at him to begin with. So just let me know your guys' thoughts on keeping Tibbs and if we have a fully young team, yeah. how will the fans, you know, view him? But um, have a good one, guys, and uh, enjoy your Sundays. Appreciate it, man. Very appreciate the support. Uh, look, you know, you, you guys, you guys know my my take. Um, it, it's just what it is. I, I've noted all the flaws. I've been lockstep with everybody on the flaws. Uh, I just think, you know, for the continuity, consistency purposes, I'd like to keep them. I'd like to see how 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 is is there a window for adjustments? Yeah, they say you know Tiger doesn't change his stripes, can't teach an old dog new tricks. I think if you construct the roster accordingly, I think he'll have to get on the same page. But they have to they got to get to the to the table, all parties involved, they Leon and the front office. If it is tr- indeed their desire to see these young kids playing. They've got to get on the same page with the coach. There's, there's, there's nothing else to be said. If they plan to keep him, then they got to get on the same page. You know, again, the Cam thing, if he's not going to play, mm-hmm. now you wasted another pick. Got to get on the same page. OB Julius, are you going to play? You know, is there room to play this kid with Julius? Can we see some more of it? Can we experiment some more? Can we start Cam? They got to get on the same page if they're going to bring him back, as the reports say they are. So, and and if they do bring him back out, you know, th- my whole thing is like, if they're going to bring him back, I just can't live and die on every decision or non-decision that he makes, man. Like, for 82 games. Like, I can't do it. I understand. I see his flaws. I understand his flaws. But I got to concentrate on the players that's on the floor and how they're playing. Yep. That's my, that's my thing. And for me, uh, I discussed this earlier numerous times on my pod, uh, where, whether it's like between who do you bring back if you had to choose one between Randall and Tibbs. And I keep going, I'm going to choose Tibbs and then move Randall just because I want to see, I want you to, I want this front office to force Tom Thibodeau's hands. I think, I think, Tibbs would actually be fine for a bunch of young guys wanting to play basketball the right way. And I think if you just remove guys who either one are ball stoppers, you know, as we see like Julius Randle comes back in there, a ball stopper, 
as we've seen throughout most of the season. Like, he'd have to revert back to last season where he was playing team ball. And we haven't seen most of that this season. Yeah. So, one buy-in from, like, all the front office tips to just go with the youth, develop the youth, and you got to force his hand. This is a coach who is stuck in his ways. He's going to play his veterans. He's going to play the guys that he believes will bring him the best potential winning, even though we've seen the young kids can give you something. So force his hand, have him play the kids, and that's it. And, you know, that's all you can ask for. The good thing is that he's not the GM like he was out in, in Minnesota. That's right. He's not going to go crazy trying to trade for, for Jimmy Butler. They'll listen to him, and they'll try to make him happy in some sort, sort of way, but you also have to force his hand as well and start – Having him play the young kids. Yeah. Uh, well well said, man. Absolutely well said. Um, so to everybody in the chat, if you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. We will shout you guys out. And also 30 cities in the chat. 30 cities in your flags in the chat. Let us know where you're checking in from. I know these matinee shows are always good for our friends over across the pond. So shout out to everybody in the UK, France, our Germany squad, Austria, Everybody uh, in the land down under, Australia, what's going on? Salute to you guys, man. Appreciate everybody's support. All the Knicks fans worldwide, Jamaica, salute. Everybody out in the Caribbean all day. 60 people away, ladies and gentlemen. 60 subs away. Really from... making this work. <laughs> oh, they're making, a, they're making a sweat today, man. They are making a sweat. I'm trying to find like a, a subscribe button here on my phone, but uh, it won't work for me. 60 subscribers away, ladies and gentlemen. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell. In the meantime, let me salute uh, HP Carlos checking in from Portugal. Always in here checking in. Shout out Busy, Team Hashtag New. DJ Edzy, London Stand Up. David M, Columbus, Ohio. We got Croatia Knicks. Salute to Croatia for sure. Uh, self-made team hashtag new self-made. How you feeling? Corey Mitchell in here. Russell Reed repping J.A. as usual. Dermot Morris. A lot of Jamaican flags in here. Let's go. We got Dwayne Freddie Hubbard, Port St. Lucie. So maybe he's going to spring training. I want to do a spring training uh, one of these days, man. I'm do a spring training. A little go down, uh, go down to Florida, go watch the yeah. games play. Yeah, I want to do a little, little, little spring training, man. You know? Haiku homie, what's going on? Yeah, man. We got Muriel James repping J.A. Let's go. J. Cal in the chat. J. Cal, how you feeling? Kenny Gales, team hashtag new. How you feeling? All right, let's, let's do a refresh. Justin Baptiste from Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay, let's do a refresh. So we have <clears throat> 1,200 in the chat. And we need... <laughs> 8. <laughs> we need uh 58 more subs. I wonder if, if wow. this is just YouTube like trailing here. There's no way. Or, that or is everyone actually in here subscribed already? <laughs> or is everyone in there actually subscribed? I mean, that could be the case as well. You know? Or I don't know. Maybe uh maybe YouTube hmm. is trailing here because I I can't understand 1,200 people and only two. Subscribe since we announced. There's no way. There's no way. You should be able to trailing. You should be able to stumble. Breaking the algorithm over here. Yeah. I think that, I think we cracked the algorithm. I think that's what it was, man. Uh, but anyone who needs to know, you just gotta close this chat. Yeah. Press press that X button. 
Yeah, show, I'm subscribed. Show the subscribe Obviously, button. I'm subscribed, but there's a subscribe button hang, right there. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me get to the screen. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I close the chat, and there's a subscribe button right over here. See, yep. I'm subscribed. Hit that subscribe button and the notification bell, man. Let's go. Uh, Jamaica Queens 2022. 22, so subscribe, y'all. Hit that button. It's just one press. Where else are you getting quality Knicks content alongside fan participation? Yeah, that's right. You get post game, you get insiders, you get interviews. They're working on some some more content to add to the mix, man. This is one stop shop for the diehard Knicks fan, for the basketball fan. Jay Cal says there is a lag. I gotta think there's a lag, man. I gotta think there's there's a lag going on here, you know. And sometimes it's a purge. Sometimes you look, you blink, mm. and 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 YouTube is taking away like twenty subs from it. It happened the other day. What? Yeah, it happened the other day, man. Sometimes they, they just purge. You know? YouTube's just jealous, man. I They're think so. Jealous. I think so. Um, so, you know, once we hit 50K, we got to start making some contingency plans. You know, we'll make the backup channel. We'll probably make the clips channel. Just so we have, you know, some redundancy here. You just never know. You never know with Big Brother, man. I told you guys, man. You just never know with Big Brother. That's why it's very important to also join the mailing list. Got to have that. You know, one day this thing gets wiped off of YouTube and, and we just lose everyone's contact. We lose it. We lose the link. We lose the community link. Mailing list is the good backup plan. So we, so we need that. Uh, and as I said, we're going to start building in those, uh, those contingency plans. Make sure we're always up and running. And while you do that, if you yep. go subscribe to the mailing list over at KnicksFanTV.com, that's right. Make sure to go check out Remy's uh, post game reviews. Yep. Remy's review will be up there. That's right. That's right. Je- uh, Jeff just dropped an article today for the top three small forwards in the upcoming draft. It's going through some heavy draft coverage. We got the point guards, shooting guards. He even had an initial one at the beginning of the season. So go check that out. You get Chip Murphy, who does a lot of uh, some good player breakdowns. Mm-hmm. You get uh, Mike Charles over there doing some good work. All right. A lot of people over there are doing good work. Paul Devlin. All right. Give yeah, you some. Uh, all right. So make sure to go check out the writer. Uh, go support KnicksFanTV.com. All right. You can also find all the videos over there as well. Yep. And this is, uh, I'm showing the people on the YouTube. This is the front page of KnicksFanTV.com. So this is where you'll sign up for the mailing list. You just put your name in there. You put your email. We'll send the newsletters with like, Links to the post game, uh, links to Remy's recap. So you'll get those in your inbox. Um, so it's so it's always good to sign up for the mailing list there. We don't send any other type of spam or we don't, you know, give away information or stuff like that. Also, uh, as Alex said, this is uh Jeff's latest article, top three small forwards in the upcoming draft. So you can read up on that. I uh, won't won't get into it too too much. Don't want to give it away, but um go ahead and, and check that out and and leave us some some thoughts on that. And as Alex said, Remy's recaps, always solid. So make sure you read that as well. As North Carolina advances to the final four, a emotional Hubert Davis getting ready to be interviewed. Always like, I was rocking Hubert Davis. Once Nick, always Nick. So congratulations to him. You know, still want to pay St. Peter's, but they had a good run. Ultimately, you know, the talent is going to shine through. And uh, and UNC Duke, let's go. Hey, shout out to to St. Peter's. All right, I saw this. I saw this uh, image out there today. I think it was by Front Office Sports. Mm-hmm. 
for St. Peter's basketball program, I think they said it was somewhere between 1.2 to 1.8 million that goes into that program. Mm-hmm. And they defeated between Kentucky, Murray State, mm-hmm. and Purdue. All those teams combined have a $30 million budget. Mm. So shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. It's shout big. out to the Mac. <laughs> yeah, it's big. And it's big for Shaheen Holloway. Who, who knows? Maybe he goes back to Seton Hall, you know. Who, who knows? But um, great exposure for that school. Great exposure for the coach and for those players who got to, you know, experience a ride like this. For sure. For sure. Um, shout out to Busy. $10 Super Chat says, thoughts on Randall and two first, two seconds for Zion. I don't think we need to add more young developing talent. Build what we got if we believe in RJ. We don't need a dominant point guard, just a 3D guy. I don't think that deal gets it. Um, you know, Randall, two first and two seconds. I don't think that gets it, especially where Randall is playing right now. You to need to give up more than that for, for Zion. Gonna They're going to look for some sort of Paul for Zion. Yeah, no question. I just can't see them letting him walk away. Yeah. And I don't know if New Orleans necessarily wants Randall back. They already had Julius Randall. So, granted, that's a different front office and a different head coach. But do they want to take Julius? What? No, I said that's right. That's right. You got to think about that, too. Yeah. Do they want want Randall back? And it's going to be more than just Randall and two first. You're probably putting in... Probably doing like three firsts, three pick swaps. You're doing Randall. Um, if you want that, I don't even know if they necessarily want Randall. They probably look for like RJ or quickly or someone else. They're looking for other youth. Yeah, they're not looking right. for, uh, they're probably not looking for Randall. That's right. If they even check it for him. So I think that that makes a, a, a potential Zion pursuit uh, difficult. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. 50 subs away, according to, uh, my dashboard here could be wrong, but either way, we'll we'll read out the super chats and uh, and, and sign off. I, I gotta take care of some more business offline anyway, so uh, we'll see if we get there. If we get there by tomorrow, certainly be back on and celebrate during Knicks weekly. But but great show out, solid win, one hundred four, one hundred two. Knicks win over the Pistons. I want to go ahead and shout out the uh, the NY sports guy. Fight out super chats. Says, I don't like the way this team plays with Julius on the court. Yeah, it was a bit tough. It was a bit tough to see today. Um, look, he, he's, a, he's a head scratch of a player. Sometimes looks good. Other times it looks really bad. And, and it impacts the team both both directions. You know, they, they've got to figure it out. With the, number one, how the offense is played. And number two, whether or not this guy's even what the future holds for this guy. Big, big decisions to be made. Shout out to, I got busy. I got uh, Jamaica Queen Shells. Shells Heavy. This is 50 Burger in subs. Number one show for the fans by the fans. That's a fact. Salute to Shells, man. OG. OG. Uh, um, viewer and subscriber. Haiku Homie says Evan Fournier. He is too inconsistent. Get him a croissant. <laughs> I'm not sure how that helps but with his consistency, but all right. Hey, croissants are always delicious. Uh, Oscar DeLeon says, Knicks front office is draft. Jeremy Soshan, 10 to 15 range. I like his defense, basketball IQ. Okay. David Claudio says, ship Julius, pay Mitch, and start Obi, and continue to build through the youth like the Warriors and recently Memphis. Julius brings this team to a screeching halt on offense. Yeah. 
Uptown Mister says, I think it would be dumb not to get the most out of Cam, at least until the All-Star break. We need talent, and Reddish has it. He just needs his chance. I'd agree there. I would certainly agree. The Rhyme Animal Chuck D, $10 Super Chat, though, hashtag P in the chat. Says, I'd rather see my teams get in the playoffs losing first round five years in a row than this sitting home watching everyone else's team and waiting for drafts in Summer League. Got zero time for losing seasons. Hey, there's a lot of people that would just, that would agree, man. What do you guys think in the chat? Are you, uh, you know, play to win or get into the lottery by all costs? Jehuber then says the gaslighter coach well tonight. No complaints here. Randall was his usual maddening self. Burks continues to play well when he's off ball. Yeah, that that is a fact, man. That is a fact. So, uh, great show. We will uh, check you guys Monday for weekly. Once again, support our sponsors, manscaped.com, promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. Also, go to prizepicks.com and make your picks today, tomorrow, whenever it is, man. Prizepicks.com, play the overs and unders, play the prop game. Use promo code KFTV when you sign up and they will match your deposit of up to $100. Remember that this show is available in an audio podcast format. All the major podcast platforms never have a reason to miss it. If you miss it in video, catch it on the road, man, on your commute to work. You're driving the Ubers, you're driving the the delivery trucks late night on the road. This is the perfect, perfect companion tool, man. Number one show for the fans. By the fans. All right, so once again, great show to the mods. Great show, Al. Great show, uh, everybody in the chat, man. Chuck, Jay. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.